Я думаю, что каждый тоже изменился. Вы можете измениться. Каждый может Five-time Emmy Award-winning anchor Ron Burgundy and Tits McGee. Now go do that voodoo that you do so well. Oh, hey! We got the soundboard up, ladies and gentlemen. Soundboard's not up. <laughs> Wait, we got it. Hold on. Yeah! Hey! What the hell happened? That's it. <laughs> This is the one I wanted. Is it not? Is it? <laughs> yes, uh, people. The Jerry, welcome, everyone, to the, another edition episode of the Jerry Torres Program here on WildfireRadio.com. I apologize that we had some minor little teeny tiny dif uh, technical difficulties here. Uh, my intro dude couldn't play, but we have this uh, sound effect, our fake audience in the background. <laughs> Yes, thank you, one and all. All right, well, before we begin the show, I have a new producer right now. His name is Jeremy. Jeremy, what the hell is your last name? Gardner. Gardner! Jeremy Gardner! Give it up for him! Yeah! Yeah, Jeremy didn't want me anymore. <laughs> all right, everybody. I got these little tiny sponsors I'm going to read really quick before we begin. We have a very special guest my boy, and I'll introduce you after him. If your car needs inspection or reinspection, go to Samraj Auto. Samraj Auto. Voted Burlington County's best auto repair service, New Jersey State Improvement Inspection, Reinspection, and Emissions Repair Facility, New Jersey State and ASC Certified Technicians. Samraj Auto. Located at 1609 Route 38, West Lumberton, New Jersey. Check out his website at samraj.com or give him a call at 609-267-5500. Samraj Auto. They ought to know about... God damn it. No! They ought to know about your auto. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm telling you, people, my show is running on perfection. Look, I had to be on for two weeks, all right? Bear with me, everybody. All right, anyway, I can't get this damn board up. What the hell's wrong? See, see, this is all his fault. Not not my guess. My guess is fine. <laughs> oh, my God, man. Everything is all screwing up today. Why is that? Oh, my God. Anyway, screw this, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, man. Anyway. Ah. <sighs> There. All right. All right, people. And also, uh, I recently got a new car, a good new used car. Can we turn on the music just a bit, please? Thank you, Jeremy. All right. I recently got a new car. Uh, my old car was dying on me, the transmission. So I went to Lucas Dodge Chrysler Jeep. Yes. And they are awesome. And uh, I went in there, and they got me the car that I wanted, which I am a muscle car guy. I love muscle cars. So, um, they went around, they helped me out, they really, you know, 
were very compassionate and understanding, so they got me a 2013 Dodge Challenger. Awesome car. So if you need a new car or looking for a good family car, I would say go to Lucas Dodge Chrysler Jeep. They are located at 1624 Route 38, Lumberton, New Jersey. And the guy that helped me out, his name is Harry Cutch Jr. <laughs> Yeah, check out their website at www.lucascars.com. Give them a call at 609-267-3400. Lucas Chrysler Jeep and Dodge. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Also, uh, this new place called Old Train Station, 25 Madison Avenue, Mount Holly, New Jersey. The Train Track Train Wreck Distillery. Yes, people. They have great liquor in there. And the best vermouth, vodka, and whiskey, you name it, they have it. Also, they have classes if you want to learn how to mix drinks. So check them out. Again, the Train Wreck Distillery, uh, located in... <clears throat> there you go. That's the sound effect on that. The Old Trek Train Wreck Train Wreck Distillery, located Old Train Station, 25 Madison Avenue, Mount Holly, New Jersey. Free tours and tasting. Give them a call at 609-288-6300 or check out their website at www.trainwreckdistillery.com. Also, every Thursday at 8 o'clock, it's open mic night. So check it out. And not only that, they have a great lounge in the back where they have a little fire pit so you can enjoy your drink and also have a great food truck. I don't know the name of the food truck yet. I don't know what they sell, but... It's a great place to go to if you want to relax, get away, and have a nice drink. The Train Wreck Distillery, located at Old Train Station, 25 Madison Avenue, Mount Holly, New Jersey. All right. Also, if you need a character done, go to Tiffany Case. Hand-drawn poses for that special events. Reach out to her, tiffanyacase at gmail.com, or give her a call at 609-864-5926. She does parties, venues. You name it, she'll do a great character. She did a great character of me, and she could also do one for you. Characters done by Tiffany A. Case. Reach out to her again at tiffanyacase at gmail.com, or give her a call at 609-864-5926. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Now we can begin with the facilities here because I have a guest, not just a guest. He is my boy, my one of my dearest, closest friends. I've known for, oh, God, 15, 20 years. Mm. Not only that, he's a comedian, a musician. He kicks ass with a guitar, and he is funny as hell. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my boy, my friend, the one, the only, Mr. Tim Grill. Tim! Hello, hello. Yo, my man, Tim. There goes Jerry. Look at that. The crowd loves you, man. I have to that for uh, my, my next show. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at that crowd. I'm just going to put an earpiece in my, in my head so every time I tell a joke, it'll be successful. Anyway. No, you see, what happened was... Wait, see now, look. This is this is this is how my crowd loves you. Look, Taylor, give it up for Taylor, ladies and gentlemen. He uh, he's not my producer anymore. We didn't have a falling out. Just said the schedule changed. But I miss Taylor. What do you think of Taylor, guys? <laughs> I don't need a sound. I don't need to borrow a sound effect for that. But I have a new producer. I've, he's worked with me before. I love his train of thoughts. Please give it up for Jeremy. Yeah. Oh, God, they love you, man. My man, Tim, man. Thank you for being here, my friend. Oh, my God, man. There's so much I want to know about you. I've always loved you since day one. You're the one. one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 
Now, we met at what? The Northeast Comedy Cabaret? Yeah. Open mic night. Yeah, man. Yeah, we met, uh, yeah. It was either there or like Run a Meet or. Yeah, it was one of those two venues, and like we clicked right there, man. Yeah. Yeah. We did. We definitely clicked. And, and, um, yeah, I remember, um, I remember the one night I saw you, and it, uh, you just, um, there was some rowdy bachelorette party or something like that, but you had them. They, they loved you, man. Oh, I'm thank just, you, brother, I'm man. Curse. We can't no, curse. Yeah, no, you can curse. Oh, can you? All right. Yeah, just as long as, like, uh, like he said, like, uh, like on my show, if I, if my intro worked, I don't, uh, I don't talk about politics or religion. I talk right. about happy, fun stuff. Right. So not uh, that I curse a lot, but I just no, no, no. You can I'm curse. In a That's fine. I, we're not uh, under the FCC rules, so we're cool. Okay. So, but yeah, they loved you. They, they absolutely loved oh, you. Oh, yeah. I remember I re- thinking, like, you know, yeah. this guy's funny. This guy's, you know, this guy's good. And, and then we just, uh, I mean, God, how many times have we worked together over the years? Oh man? my God, dude. You know? the, I remember that time we worked at the beach, and uh, the guy owed you money. And he's like, I'm not leaving until I get, what was it, 50 bucks, $150? Yeah. And I wanted to stay with you that night. You're like, no, Jerry, go home. Yeah. Go home. It's like, dude, you're going to be here by yourself. I don't care. Yep. I don't care. I've never seen you that upset ever, man. Oh, that was the, uh, wasn't that the uh, the Cape May? Yeah, that was it, the that Cape May. That guy stiffed everybody. Yeah. 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 And he, I uh, waited there. It was like. That's why he doesn't do shows anymore. One because o'clock now in the morning, has... I'm down the shore by myself waiting for this guy to pay me. And it was this big competition. And he uh, he stiffed everybody, but the winner was supposed to get like two thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and uh, he never paid him. And the guy to this day still mentions it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Mentions, and he's a good comedian. Like he's he's big time. Oh, this wow. guy's big time. And, you know, he's, this, this, it was a, such a scam. The guy scammed everybody. I know. I know. That's why he doesn't do it anymore because now he has a reputation. And, yeah. Um, nobody wants to work with you know. Look, you still have a comedian. Oh God. Forget it. Yeah, that's it. You're marked for they life. Will remember man. for the rest of their lives. But um. Yeah, so after that, you said go home, and I felt, that, man, that was the longest drive, and I felt so bad. I was like his, I was like his, like, we just broke up, girlfriend, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know, we can make it work. And, I, and I'm glad he was safe, but the guy came down and paid you, right? Yeah, he finally came down and paid me. It's like, oh, my God. As a matter of fact, this so then, was, huh? Oh, I'm sorry. So, no, no. So then I worked with that guy one more time. Yeah. And he, he gave me a price, and I said, yeah. And I said, but I want to be paid up front. There you go. That's how you got to do it now. That's how I do it. So when I went down, uh, he took me out inside and he said, uh, well, you know, I can't pay as much. And I said, well, this is what we agreed on. Right. He said, so I know people are in there, but I ain't taking the stage. Because what, and then he finally came back and said, "All right, I, I got the money up." Yeah, five minutes he got the money up that he was supposed to pay me. So they, that's how you got to do it because some of these guys like they have the money, it's in their sock, you know what I mean, or they just lie and deny, and then finally it's like I don't know, it gets to their conscience, yeah, or their reputation that they're at stake here because they want to get entertainers to perform, and if you don't have the money, you're already marked as a guy that stiffs. And, uh, performers of any kind. Yeah. You know, that's happened to me before. Yeah, you know, yeah. many times. And I know how that feels. It's like, you know, you, we work hard at what we do. Let's just get paid for what we do, for what exactly. we're doing. So I read the books of the musicians, though, I'm a musician, and like, you know, uh, James Brown and B.B. King, those guys used to perform, and then they'd go backstage, and the, the booker would be like, I'm not paying you. Oh, Bam. yeah. You know, yeah. so then James Brown started uh, getting paid up front with a brown plastic bag and would not take the stage until he got it. Yep. Yep. I remember Chuck those Barry days. too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like uh, we learned from our uh, from our predecessors. It's like uh, you know, like um, what was it? Uh, uh, John Cougar, Mellencamp. Well, he's not Cougar, but John Mellencamp. 
He always says he's got spina bifida, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not as bad, is it's it? It's not. No, he no. was born with the top of his neck, and uh, it doesn't really affect him too, too much. Yeah, he still smokes. Oh my God, smokes like a chimney. That guy. Five packs a day or something. Four or five packs a day. Yeah, he said like he, if he doesn't smoke, he can't sing. Like it doesn't. It, like he thinks that doesn't uh, help his singing. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like uh, he has a saying: uh, "No pay, no play." Right. And he, that's his motto, you know? And he does that. Like, he was on, uh, was years ago, 93.3 WMMR as a guest. And uh, Pierre Robert was like, come on, like, can you sing this song? So he goes, okay. He played this song. I forgot what song it was. He played for like 30 seconds, and he stopped. And then I was like, come on, can you play this song? You know, come on. He's like, all right, I'll play this. I'll play it on this guitar, second song he played. And then he was like, can you play just one more? Mm. He's like, listen, Pierre. Mm. Uh... I'm going to say this and, you know, not be as bad as I understand it's Philadelphia. I love Philly, love the fans, but uh, no pay, no play. You right. know, that's it. Right. Two, my two songs, that's all you're going to get, 20 to 30 seconds. That's it. You exactly. Know? Little snippets. Yeah, he goes, tonight at the concert, I'll play all the songs you want to hear. I was like, that's the man. This is my intro right here. Uh, that Taylor was supposed to send a bastard. You know what I mean? I love the guy. Here we go. If we can play, can we? Here we go. Um, this is what you had here. Watch. What up, Trying to say that's my intro. If I can change, and you can change, we можете измениться. Everybody can change. Каждый может измениться. You're listening to WowFireRadio.com presents the Jerry Torres program. No bad yeah. news, no sad news, no politics, no, no religion, news. just happy fun <laughs> stuff. And now, here's your host, Jerry Torres. Five-time Emmy Award-winning anchor Ron Burgundy and Tits McGee. Now go to that I'll say to the league, Jeremy. I'll say to you, buddy. you do. Yeah, so that's that's my Latisse loved it. I want to I want to work on hers, but she has to give me what she wants. You right. know? So I'll work on yours too. So I got a degree in communication. You're good at that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, please tell me you saw the dirt since you're a musician. Oh yeah. And I I tell people all the time, my favorite instrument that I've always wanted to learn to play was a guitar, and they say it's not too late to learn. You know what I mean? But every time I see this guy play. It's like this form of jealousy. Like, you know, like, please let a string break. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, God. You know, I have a hand fucking hangnail on you. You know what I mean? It's like, you won't play. But, I mean, he plays so great. And on stage, like, who were your influences? Like, what made you learn to play the guitar, man? Because, um, I mean, I heard like, from your wife, she tells me you practice all the time. Yes. I and mean, at first she loved it. Now she hates it. I, I, yeah, she told me. Yeah. <laughs> I often tell a story where when we first got married, she was making dinner and I was playing guitar. And she was like, oh, I'm so lucky to be married to a husband who serenades me while I make dinner. That was almost three and a half years ago. Right. Now, she's like, put the goddamn guitar down and eat dinner. Uh, I play every night, pretty much. Um, I, I started when I was... Uh, 13, yeah. and uh, I first heard uh, Eddie Van Halen oh, play yeah. uh, this, this piece called Eruption on, on a Van Halen record. Right. And I remember, I remember right where I was. I was in my my brother's bed. And I remember sitting up. I was listening to his tapes. Yeah. My older brother. I remember sitting up thinking, I, I got to know what this is. I got to know how he's doing this. This is incredible. And I was in guitar lessons that next week. Oh wow. I had, I had a little acoustic from my dad. 
And I took like six months worth of lessons, but I, I don't know. I really couldn't catch on, but so I just taught myself. Yeah. You know, and you just learn from friends, and you know, now kids learn from YouTube. I mean, these kids today, man. I go in the guitar center. These kids are playing things I could never play. Right, 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 right. And I talk to them like, "How do you learn this stuff?" They're like YouTube. <laughs> exactly. You know, there's just millions of lessons out there. So. That's what a buddy of mine told me. He's like, "If you go on YouTube, they have lessons we can learn. Lesson one and lesson two. Learn from the most basic to the most, the you know." Yep. Yep, I mean, uh, then they have drum too. I'm like, all right, well, then one of these days, if I ever got the time to learn on YouTube a guitar or an instrument, because it'd be nice to learn something. Yeah. Did you um, ever hear of Masterclass? No, no, I never heard of it. Masterclass is a uh, is an online thing. You have to pay for it. It's not like a free lesson, but it's famous people teaching their craft. Really? And Steve Martin does comedy. Yes, I've seen that. Okay, and there's one about a writer and it's a director cool. does the same thing. Yeah, there's a writer, director. Um, there's, uh, I mean, there's everybody. There's all walks of life, acting, there's chefs, there's right. all kinds of stuff. And I downloaded the Steve Martin one. It was great. Oh, then I'm definitely going to check that a, out. A lot I mean, of great info, man. Like, can you play the banjo? Does he play the banjo? No, like, well, can you play oh, it? No, I mean, no. I already know Steve Martin can play yeah, it. No, I can't play the banjo. No. Yeah, have you tried or practiced? Uh, you know, I, I don't. I think I maybe held one in my life once. How about a ukulele? Uh, yeah, I can play ukulele, yeah. Damn, you. They're easy. A harp? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> And I play, I play, I was a drummer in a band for uh, uh, like seven years. I God played. damn, man, you are a professional musician, dude. I try. Damn, I mean, you know, I'm good. for comedy, I was doing now, all that stuff. Not to brag, but I mean, I'm good with the sly flute and the kazoo, so we can <laughs> form a band right here. Skin flute. It's a German laugh, Jeremy. I mean, uh, wait. It's. Yeah, there you go. That's an example right there you can play. You know, um, <laughs> when, when, I, when we met, when we were hanging out at the breakfast thing, uh, I was sp speaking to your wife. By the way, she is fantastic, dude. Thank you, man. And uh, you're a lucky man. And we were talking, and, he, and I said, I want Tim on my show, on my podcast. He's like, really? He's like, please don't let him bring his guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, that's love. Yeah. I was like, that's love right there. <laughs> I, but, I mean, with um, with uh, these movies now, these documentary movies, like Bohemian Rhapsody, mm -hmm. which was beautifully made. I loved that movie. I loved it too. And it was, but like, remember we were talking that there were some scenes that was inaccurate, the yeah. time, and you were right. Yeah. Um, like with the day he announced to his band that he had AIDS, he didn't do that till like what, after uh, Live Aid, right? In the movie, he, he does it right before Live Aid and tells them that he all has AIDS. Right. Uh, in real life, he was diagnosed with AIDS two years after Live Aid. Exactly, yes. But I guess they did it for the movie. They did. Yeah, just Which to, I don't like, why do they do that? I don't, I, why do you, I don't even know why you need to do that. It's the history of movies when they do that stuff. Right, but everybody you know? knows what the timeline actually is, so why... I don't it, get why they move it around. You know what, though? There was a lot of fans that said that, too, and... Um, but I guess it was, like, because of the, the time... Right, the time frame, two hours. The time frame, two hours, exactly. Yeah. So I guess that's why they just had to condense it and just say, all right, listen, uh, I know it's going to be inaccurate. Do it like this. But I remember, like, um, his ex-girlfriend was there mm -hmm. um, and his sister... Yes. Uh, and the thing I didn't like about it too is they made Live Aid to be like the last gig. Yeah, exactly. And they when they walked up the stage. After. Yeah. They toured five, he died five, six years after. Probably. Yeah, I think 92 he passed. 91. Away. 91, yes. He died you're 91. Right. So they, they toured, he, they, he toured, you know, he recorded up to like three months before he died. Yeah. And he was like boned in and everything. And he kept just saying, I want to get this out of the way because I don't have much time. Exactly. Exactly. You know? What I like, what they should have done in the ending, instead of playing the ending song, uh, Don't Stop Me Now, what they should have done is use 
footage of the Freddie Mercury tribute concert. Yeah, that would have been. That's what they should have used as the ending. And I said that, and a lot of fans were like, if you go on YouTube, you can see the tribute, like George Michael, Axl Rose, um, Elton John, Metallica. Metallica. And I was like, why didn't they use this in the ending? That would have been beautiful. Yeah, it would have been cool. But um, it was a good movie. His performance was awesome. Um, Robbie Malik. and I loved it. But did you see The Dirt? I did. I just watched it. Oh, oh thank you, Jeremy. All right. Listen, we're going to talk about it. So either or, we're going to spoil this for you, bud. Hold on. <laughs> Jeremy, how old are you? I'm 30. I'll be 30 in June. You're 30? Are, are you in the hard rock or heavy metal? Uh, I mean, not really. But I know that, that uh, who they are. And I'm not trying to stereotype. You look like more of like a hip-hop rap maybe guy or something? Yeah. Yeah. I like hip-hop. <laughs> I mean, I like dance music, too. Yeah, I, I like, say it's because cool. it's unfair for Jeremy cool, cool. to ask you about The Dirt movie if you're like... You know, 25 or something like that. I mean, I love music. I know a okay. lot about it. So. But, you of Motley Crue, pretty much? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so you're hip. All right, you're with us. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, God, it was pornographic, though. I mean, God. Me, I feel old when I'm walking around the mall and I see, uh, like, 13-year-old girls with Motley Crue shirts on. <laughs> and, and that's like when I used to wear Led Zeppelin shirts because I was too young to see them. Yeah. And now they're, like, they're born way after, you know, and I feel so old. I'm like, I saw them when they were starting out. Yeah, I know. I told Jeremy, if you ever, once you see it, once you start, you got to see that movie in a clinic because, my God, that heroin scene was intense. What do you it was true. The needle all in true. his arm. Yeah, that's all true, man. The sex scenes, I was like, my God, it, 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 where's Axel? He has to go on, and he's in the middle banging a girl. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that's like, oh, God, the era of that time would just, you were like a rock god and just bang girls. You could get away with murder because it was before social media. Yeah, way before No one's that. filming at your every move. Exactly. You know? So everything was just kind of like legend. Like, you'd hear about it, but, you know, now... God, with the Me Too movement and stuff like that? Ugh, that's Yeah, that stuff cannot fly today. You cannot get away with it. No, no. I mean, but in those days, those guys got away with murder. Drugs, Literally. sex. I mean, you know Vince Neil uh, killed a guy. Yeah, he did. His name was Razzle Dingley from Hanoi Rocks. He killed a guy yep. in a car accident. He did 18 days in jail. 18 days. For murder. Yep. Yep. I mean, uh, they, they showed the footage. But you only saw the back of his head. Yeah. You know what I mean? He yeah. Had, he had this long, straight, white hair. I was like, oh, God. For me, the movie itself, it's accurate, I would say. It was more accurate than Bohemian Rhapsody. Very much. And the drug scene, and then, like, they had to kick him out. They hired this new guy. Who was I forgot the new guy. John Uh, Karabi. John Karabi. From Philly. Yeah. Is he still around? He is. uh, I don't know who he plays for, but he, when he was in the band, they made one of the greatest albums that they've ever made. And it flew under the radar because no one wanted to hear it because it wasn't Vince. Right, but that happens to all bands. Like, um, what is it? Um, uh, Breaking the Law. What the hell's the name of that Judas band? Judas Priest. Yes, Judas Priest. When they had a new singer for a while. Well, they had a new singer. The only people that really did it successfully were Van Halen when Robert right. and Hagar came into the band. They, yeah, they, Van they, they, right. they did better. Yeah. But when Motley Crue did it, uh, I think if they would have given it one or two more albums, that version of the band would have taken off bigger. Yeah. But the record company. Because I read the book, the record company said, "Right, your sales are taken, so either get Vince back in the band or we're going to drop you from the label. So they had no choice. Yeah. So they had to get back, because that was the one thing that I thought was bull at the end of the movie. They make it seem like they're all, you know, like a club no, again. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the, these the... guys hate each other, from what I know. They just, yeah. they have four separate tour buses. They don't talk when they're, like, they never talk. Yeah. So, you know, that was the only thing they made them seem like they were like this, uh, you know, this club again or whatever. But um, Vince can't sing anymore. He's awful. I know. He, uh, he's like 300 pounds. He can't sing. 
why did he let himself go in the movie? Once you see, I'll, I'll spoil it, Jeremy. I don't care. I mean, it's like he would. That guy was thin, and the guy that played him played him perfectly. He did. I think. I think they all did a great job. Oh yeah. Um, the guy that played Mick Mars, he was great. I just saw a video on Twitter about uh, uh, how it was. You know those uh, the sped up videos. You know they speed them up. Oh yeah, quick, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Stop motion. And it was how they um, made the rapper. Mm-hmm. Into Tommy Lee. Now the rapper's covered yeah. with tattoos of his own. Right. So they had to spray paint him like orange, and then they spray painted him a flesh color huh. to make you know so he could walk around bare chested. And then they put like a Tommy tattoo on it. And then <laughs> at the end, they had to wipe it all off. They had yeah. to, like it was crazy what he went through. Jeez, man. But I mean, for Vince Neil to let himself go, um, why did he let himself go? That's the question. I mean, yeah, I did see footage of him. Yeah. I think he wore a muumuu. On his last concert, the last concert they did in 2015. Uh, you know, I, I saw, I just saw an interview with him. Uh, he lives in Nashville now, which I just came back from last week. Yeah, how was that? It was great. Great oh. musical town. I loved it. But he lives there now, and uh, they interviewed him, and he just looks awful, man. Oh, and I just, God. You know, I mean, these guys, they don't have any Think of the mo- You know? I mean, it's sad because I love the movie, and uh, it was basically just about them. What's about their music? If you notice in Bohemian Rhapsody, it was the music. The music was more prevalent in yes. Bohemian Rhapsody than it was. You're right. In yeah. in uh in the crew movie, it was more about their lifestyle and you know Nikki and, and all that stuff. You know. Yeah. I think we got Vince Neil on the phone. Vince, are you there? <laughs> <laughs> but few little things that I picked up just being such a fan is like they had Tommy beating Heather Locklear at the same party that yeah. Vince killed that guy, and that yeah. didn't happen. That scene in the bus where he kept calling his mom the c-word. I was like, did that? That I don't know if that really happened. I read that that not that that happened. It didn't happen like specifically like that. But I heard that they threw a girl out on the tour bus in the yes. middle of like the Midwest. Yeah, I know. Like, on this like deserted road, you're like get out, and they pulled away. Exactly. I remember. Yeah, I remember that that story. But I mean, now like the now the Elton John Rocket Man's coming now. Um, I'm excited for that one. I'm gonna see it because I love Elton John's music. I do too. I love Elton John, but I don't know if for some reason that movie looks maybe a little cheesy to me. But we'll see. We'll see. But I thought that of Motley Crue, and I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was mixed reviews on the dirt, and um, I told people, "Listen, I lived in that era. Right. I loved the music. The only know? people that matter are the fans. Yeah. Because oh. they're getting, it's getting terrible reviews, oh, yeah. but the fans love it. I love it. You know what I mean? And uh, but like, as a Hispanic man, people are like, oh, Hispanic people listen to heavy metal. Heavy metal. It's like, yes, we do. And I tell people, look at this documentary with Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. They did a Mexico, Central, and South American tour. They did it in soccer arenas. They're gods down there. And they sold out. Now, you're talking about countries that can barely speak English, but mm-hmm. when you hear them sing, like, War Pigs, and you... And but that's you, Sabbath, but... Yeah, I mean, Sabbath, yeah, you're right. But, I mean, um, when you hear the crowd singing Iron Maiden song, you hear the lead, lead singer just shut up. It's a religious experience for them. I got exactly. documentaries on them where people are just crying. Yeah. And the one guy says to the camera, he's like, you know, they only come down here once every, like, 15 years. Yeah. So if you're a super fan, you only get to see your favorite band every once every 15 years. That's an event. Oh. That's like the Pope coming to them, you know? And that documentary is exactly... It's you, like, know? you know? Hello, people. Yeah. Let's rock Let's on. Rock. Yeah. Just Mexico run rocks. Run with the devil. Yeah. <laughs> um... That's like a, uh, an emotional thing for like the lead singer. Like you're in the country, you can't well, I can't say you can't speak English, but when they sing along mm-hmm. to a song, and you hear the leads. You see, watch the documentary. I forgot the name of the documentary, but it's like 
emotional, man. It's like, mm. whoa. And then, like, you see, like, the fast footage of, like, empty arena. Next thing you know, you see people lining up and holding signs and, like, was it the uh, the Iron Maiden guy? The, Eddie. Those, Eddie, yeah. yeah. You hear people, like, dressed up as Eddie. It's like, holy crap, they're Venezuela, Mexico, Costa yep. Rica. And it's like, Colombia. It's like, oh, my God. And, and behind the Iron Curtain, too, like, you know, those old Europe countries, they're just, yeah. they're still gods over there, too. Like, yeah. you know. Uh, and then uh, Metallica, they got two Hispanic uh, uh, guitarists on there. Um, what's his name? Well, Kirk um, Ham- is Kirk Hammett Hispanic? Yeah. I know the bass player is, Robert Trujillo. Yeah, he's from Venezuela. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I and, didn't know Kirk Hammett was. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's like, you'd be surprised. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, they love heavy metal music. Oh, yeah. my God. It's it's incredible. Yeah, places like Prague and stuff like that over in Europe, like these dark European, they love the metal. Oh, God. It just speaks with their anger, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's basically the Joe's Germans. You know? You know, we lost the war, but we have Metallica. You know what I mean? To make mm. up for it. But, like, how do you feel, like, as, as a musician and as a comedian, um, how do you feel about comics bringing, like, your, your, your thoughts about comics bringing props or musician, or um, not music, music uh, like a guitar or an instrument on the stage? Um, I mean, obviously, I do it. So, I mean, yeah. uh, you know, I... Uh, I think there's room for everything. I mean, I know there's purists out there that say it's uh, it's cheap or something like that, and that's fine if they want to think that. That's yeah. that's totally fine. But look, I'm a musician too. I get a kick out of playing. Right. And and I'll tell you what happened is uh, a comedian friend that we know, John Kensel. John, yeah, yeah. So John was the one. I was having trouble breaking through into that next level. Mm-hmm. Right. I was an MC. I was doing guest spots. Yeah. But I was having trouble breaking into that feature right. area. Right. So John was sitting with me one night at the, at the uh, Northeast Cabaret, and he goes, you should play guitar, right? And I said, yeah. He goes, dude, if you added your guitar to your act, he goes, you'd be featuring in six months. And I was like, really? Wow. He goes, yeah. So puts the bug in my ear. I go home. Yeah. And within, like, I'd say two weeks, I had, like, four comedic songs. I didn't know if they were good or not, but, yeah, I, yeah. you know, I had them. <clears> and I performed them at the Doylestown Cabaret, and Andy happened to be out there. And, man, he loved it. And next thing you know, I'm getting 20 minutes, 25, right. half hour, you know. But for me, it just it adds a little something to the uh, to the show that might not be there. Now, are your songs? I know I've heard your music before, and then I didn't hear the new stuff. Or you got some new stuff, but is it original? Yeah, it's all original. I don't do parodies. Yeah, because I'm not trying to like, you know, lift my nose up to parodies. I mean, a lot of people doing good. Yeah, and the problem is when a comic does a parody. The, like Netflix or they can't do their own special because well that and that's that's exactly it Terry yeah. there was a uh, there was a comedian name I think his name was Pete Black or something like that, I think uh, I think I know who you're talking about yeah um, uh, real good guy yeah he is guitar player yep he's the I actually asked him mm-hmm. before I picked up the guitar because I, I didn't want him to think that I was ripping off his act right right so I asked him I said Pete is it okay do you think it's okay if I if I play guitar or something like that? Yeah. He goes, yes, go for it. You know, he goes, if you play, you play. And then he goes, but he goes, my only advice. He goes, if you want to play guitar, write your own stuff. Mm-hmm. He goes, because I do parodies. He goes, and I can't put out a CD because of copyrights. Yep, exactly. I mean, well, now you're for the copyrights, whatever the song is. Yeah, because uh, I feel bad because some of the parodies they do is hysterical. They're great, but it's sad because now, like he just said. You know, now I can't make a CD. I can't put it on YouTube. Right. Because one little phone call, that's it. He's a lawsuit, or he's just telling me, yeah, can't play that could, no more. Yeah, he could get fined or something. He could just get fined as an entertainer, you know. Yeah. Uh, like, so, 
you know, he told me to do the original stuff, and, and which I thought was the best idea anyway. Right. You know, I, everybody does parody, so I just want to kind of go in a different direction. But, um, yeah, so I just started writing my own stuff. I mean, it's the best way because that way you won't get in a lawsuit. I mean. Right. All right. Now, I know your wife's out there. You're not going to get a shout out to your wife out there. You know what I mean? It's like a. Hello, wifey. <laughs> wifey. <laughs> Where's dinner? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're gonna get the uh, love tonight, man. Yeah, it's no. like, oh, it's like there's so much love. No, she just called oh. me and told me she went food shop and she's carrying it all in. Oh, you guys, and I'm love down you. here <laughs> shooting the shit with you. I know. It's like, yeah, I got they, out of that. These guys love each other. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with with comedy and musicians, uh. Now, do you still serenade your wife from time to time? I wouldn't call it serenading. I would call it just you know, getting on her nerves, screwing around with a guitar, trying to write music <laughs> while she's, you know, watching American Idol or something like that. Uh-huh. I always have one in my hands when I'm when I'm home. I have a, a little travel guitar next to my my chair. Right. And uh, when we're watching TV, <laughs> I just sit there and strum chords. And I've written so many songs just doing that very thing. Yeah. Do you have it on your phone? Because you know they have like the guitar thing on your phone. It's an app. It's an actual guitar, but it means like you can. Practice. Yeah, I don't know how to do that technical stuff. I'm, you know, no, you just want the real thing. I'm, I'm a moron when it comes to technology and stuff like that. Like uh, that's why I can't really record my own songs because uh, there's something called i or not iTunes. Um, uh, Pro Tools. Oh, Pro Tools. Okay. And it's like super in depth, and I'm I'm a computer. Yeah. you know so I don't know how to do it so I can't really I, I use my phone to record ideas but. right 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 so do you do when you go to Guitar World are you like uh, in Wayne's World you know it's like what, playing Stairway to Heaven yeah exactly yell that it's like denied yeah <laughs> I go there quite often which is funny because when we moved uh, you know we got our house and I realized there was a uh, Sam Ash and a guitar uh, store yeah um, what do you call it right in the same parking lot a mm. mile from my house my wife's like, I'm never going to see you. you know? <laughs> One time she went to buy me a Christmas present. She pulls up and saw my car there. <laughs> she, had, she knew I was there. Well, at least it's not a strip club, but okay, guitar. Oh, she knows. I'm not in a strip club, man. I'm, I'm in there drooling over guitars. I'm a guitar geek. If it's a strip club, you know, people say, I recognize Daddy's car in the parking lot. His right. car is a guitar world, you know. There's actually a strip club right next door. I know. There's a club champagne. <laughs> I thought that was. I was in the wrong parking lot. Yeah. I saw that. I was yeah, like, right. Wrong there. parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird place to do a podcast. As a matter of fact, <laughs> kids. To talk, there's women on the table. It's a road show. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, we have the kids here today. Yeah. Hey, kids, are your hot moms performing tonight? <laughs> okay, don't upset Uncle Jerry and our new cousin, Jeremy, okay? All right. Now, go to bed. It's a school night. Okay, now. <laughs> um, so, was there a song... Like that you wrote, and it was difficult to play. Like you just, because I know all musicians that when they write a song, there are mm-hmm. times where it's I can't say writer's block. Yeah. But I would say it's like mostly like a, a part that like a rhyme that that has to go. Like doesn't want to make it like a cheesy rhyme. Or so, do you mean like as a songwriter, is it hard to write a song? Yeah, it's like it's hard to write a song to make it sound uh not like word perfect. It's insanely difficult. Writing, How is that? Writing a song. Keith Richards once said, uh, "Writing music, uh, writing songwriting, is not for the faint of heart, wow. and it, it's incredibly difficult mm-hmm. uh, because it's like you're using a different muscle than comedy. You know how like comedy, you're trying, you're like a wordsmith with, with comedy, right? Yeah. So you're like a sculptor, and you're trying to chip away all the 
the words you don't need, and you're just trying to get that joke, that that mm. perfect wordage or whatever. Right, right? The setup and then to the punch, right. Well, with music, you're doing that, but you have to do it within a certain rhythm constraint. Right. So the rhythm dictates how many words there are going to be, which makes it so much harder. Right. So if you're writing a song with, about a certain topic, um, just, I don't know, about your girl or something like that, right? You know, you're trying to write a line. Well, it's got to fit rhythmically. Right. You know, in a joke, you can just... And say as many words as you want. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. long as it's funny. Right. But no music, it's like it's got to be within the rhythm. Yeah. So it's very hard to kind of chip away the correct words and stuff like that. And so you can, you can go mad doing it sometimes. Because like, uh, like in um, the dirt and also in Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. we forgot to mention the Doors, the movie The Doors. Another good one. Yeah, excellent. I mean, like Val Kilmer, he actually sung. The, exactly In yeah. the movie Yep he sung in the movie Yeah no, I saw that movie It was great yeah. yeah He actually sung it In that that scene Where he steps out Of that huge outdoor concert Yeah That was him singing Yeah That's amazing And I cannot believe He was not nominated For an uh, What actor Can't An actor can't do that today Yeah He was great in that He was perfect And then that, he was never Nominated for nothing that's what still pisses me off and fans of that movie to this day. Yeah. The best one I ever saw was Ray, about Ray Charles. With, now, um, yeah, Jamie, Jamie Foxx. Fox. That was the greatest uh, musical biopic I've ever Exactly. I've, you that, watch that, and you're like, he is. Exactly. That's how Val Kilmer was. He said he was Jim Morrison. Right. You know? And it's, God, he lost the weight. He did everything down to the T of what Jim Morrison was and the way Jamie Foxx was with Ray Charles. Yeah, he put yeah. Uh, those prosthetics on his eyes. He literally covered his eyes. Yep. And then put the glass on and walked around blind all day. Yeah, he did the touch thing, see if it was a pretty girl or not. You know yeah, what I mean? with the hands. Yeah, I wish I had that gift. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, I mean, just the voice alone, and, and he plays piano in real life, so, I mean, he really brought that character to life. You oh, know? Yeah. And the Johnny Cash movie's pretty good, too, but the, the Ray Charles one's probably the best one I've ever seen. Yeah, Ray Charles is up there as well. But, I mean, are they in the works of doing another? I mean, I know Rocket Man's coming out, and I understand, like, they're working on, like, more... There's probably going to be a ton of them now, because they're they're just... People like to see, you know, because Bohemian Rhapsody just... They're, they're thinking about doing a sequel to Bohemian no, Rhapsody. No, no, I know that. How could you do that? They already said he died. Exactly. No. You know? Uh... I hope fans just it's like making a sequel to the Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's still underwater, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and the boat came back up. <laughs> they actually Titanic just built a replica. Then it's going to do the exact same journey. Yep. Which is crazy. Like, who, who would buy tickets, tickets for that? that? You, know what <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'll do it. Why not? What's the odds? <laughs> what are okay, the odds so that could happen again? There are no icebergs here, right? Okay, honey, just book a trip. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but I mean, with all these movies and. That are coming out. Like I know, I understand that you practice every day. Um, did you? Was there ever a, like, like when you dream about? I can't say dream. Like, who would be the one guitarist today that you would love to play along? I mean, like, is it like uh, Eddie Van Halen, Jeff Beck, Santana, um, the Gypsy Kings? Sorry. Santana's good. Um, I love so many different guitar players. If I could, you, do you mean if I could sound like one? Not sound like one. Like ones that are alive. Yeah. The one that you look up to, um, like Eric Clapton. Like, if you Clapton. were given the opportunity to play with one of these, oh, play gods. with one of them and jam with them. God. Yeah, uh, somebody's alive. Well, obviously Eddie Van Halen, definitely without a doubt. Right. Uh, a lot of other guys I do like are, are gone. Stevie Ray Vaughan's dead. Oh, Randy Rhodes is dead. Uh, maybe Slash. I like Slash. Uh, I think he's a good guitar player. Um, 
you know, who else do I like? Uh, Brian Setzer from the Stray Cats. I love him. Oh, my God. He's excellent. I love him. He, he actually, he handed me a pick when he was playing at Atlantic City. I went up to the stage. Did he give his room keys, too? Yeah, right. <laughs> I didn't take them. <laughs> Honey, it's Brian Setzer. You got to. You All know? right. I'll wait in the bar. You're damn right you are. <laughs> How but, was uh, he? Like he just did it, like his fingers, just like he played with his strings. <laughs> I, it was funny because I went to this concert, right? Now, yeah. I grew up in the, in the 80s and stuff. Yeah. I went to a ton of concerts. Motley Crue I saw in 87. Oh, my right? God, dude. So now I'm an older guy now, so I still have this security going to throw me out if I try to go up to the stage, right? Right. So I'm watching Brian Setzer and his orchestra, and all these ladies go up to the front of the stage. And I'm looking around. No one's stopping them. I'm like, well, screw it. I'm doing it, too. Right. So I went up, and I was leaning on the stage just like this. And he was there, and I'm looking at him. I looked at my Brian pick yeah. like that, and he's playing, and he just handed it to me. Oh, I have a frame in my house. Yeah, I have a Did you give me your boxers? I would have. Just, just throw them on the stage. Have the women do it. I can too. I got a couple picks. BB King gave me a pick. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. Do you, King. Is it framed on the wall? Oh yeah, yeah. I got them framed on the wall. Any pick I got, I got, I got framed on the wall. Who's the next pick you want to I get? I got, a, I got Nikki Six. I got Molly Crew. Get the hell out of yeah, here. Yeah, I got that framed, and. Uh, you know, I, I have a Randy Rhodes pick who, Randy Rhodes played with Ozzy Osbourne yeah. for two albums and he died in a plane crash or a freak plane yeah, crash. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And I didn't get a pick from him per se, but when my sister lived out in L.A., mm -hmm. uh, his mom still ran a music school and I drove by yeah. and I, uh, she sat and talked to me for like an hour. And it was the greatest thing. And when I was leaving, she goes here and she gave me a pick and it has Randy's name on it. So it's not Randy, Randy didn't play, but his mom gave it to me. So oh, like, cool. dude, that is sweet, yeah. man. So I got that framed and um, Kenny Wayne Shepherd gave me one. I got that framed. And, now, I mean, so because I understand with drummers, yeah, they get a drumsticks, you know. Oh, wow, I got his drumstick. I got too. a drumstick one time. Yeah. From who? Greatest story of my life. Go ahead. Uh, Guns N' Roses. How the hell did you get drumsticks from those guys? Do you want to hear the whole story? Go you ahead, have, man. We, we got, we got good. We're, we're good on time. Yeah. All right. This is a cool story. All right. So it's 1991, okay? All right. And they're playing the Use Your Illusion tour. Mm -hmm. Skid Row's opening up, but they're at Hershey Park Stadium. Yeah. So me and my friends go up. I'm like 21, 20, 21. So my friends want to all walk around the stadium. Now, you know me. I can't walk. So I'm yeah. like, adios, guys. I'm staying right here. They walk away. I meet this gorgeous, beautiful girl, mm -hmm. model. We get to talking. She seems to like, like, and I wasn't a hit with the ladies. I can tell you that right mm -hmm. now. But for some reason, we're hitting it off, right? So she shows me these tickets she's got. These two tickets, and they're gold laminate. She goes, I got gold circle tickets, and my friend's not coming. Do you want one? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, well, sell your ticket, and, and you can buy this one. I sold my ticket. I buy hers. So my friends come back and they're like, you ready to go in? I said, guys, I'm sitting with her. And they were like, Get I said, I swear to God, I'm sitting with her, right? right. So now they're, they're mad that I'm just sitting with a hot looking girl. And right. they found out where I was sitting, right? So, you know, I tell them where I'm sitting. So we go in, I'm sitting again, I'm on the stage and Axel Rose is right here. Oh, wow. So the whole show was incredible. So end of the show, drummer comes up, Matt Storm, give me that drumstick. I put my hand up, he gives me a drumstick. Real fat girl comes up behind me, right? Punches me, bites my arm, and steals the drumstick. Oh, right? <laughs> so I'm I'm upset. I'm like, I just that's the first time I ever got a drumstick, and she steals it, right? I'm real bummed. They come out for an encore. Yeah. They play three more songs. He gets up, she comes back over, I put my hand up, he gives me another one. So I get another drumstick, right? So this one I'm holding on with like this, right? <laughs> right. Fat girl stealing, stealing this one. So the lights come up, and the security guy goes, can I see your drumstick? I said, yeah. And he goes, did you know there's a backstage pass rubber band on, the, on this drumstick? I was like, I didn't even know. So I was like, oh, my God. So I got a rubber band. 
Now, in the meantime, the girl that I was with was so hot, she got a backstage pass slapped on her butt by a roadie. So I was all like, oh, I can't believe you're going backstage. That's so cool. Right. Now I'm going backstage with her. So now my friends are really pissed. Right? <laughs> I'm with this girl. I got fifth row seats. I'm going backstage now. Right. So we go back, and I meet Axl Rose. I meet Sebastian Bach. I meet uh, Damn. Slash. I met Duff. Uh, Axl Rose and... Um, Axel Rose and Sebastian Bach smoked a joint that was like as big as my arm. And it was like probably 80 women and like three guys. Holy crap. And you got to realize now, this is before cell phones. Right, right. It's 91. So my friends don't, you know, I told them I was going back to it, but they don't know where I'm at or nothing. So all of a sudden, about an hour in, this guy comes in. He goes, Tim Grill, your ride is leaving. I'm like, oh, <laughs> God. So I I tell this girl that I'm with, I get her phone number, you know, turned out to be nothing. but, And then uh, I got in the car with my buddies, and they were all mad at me except my one buddy, Andy Avon, who's like my best friend growing up. Yeah. And he's the one who stood up for me, and he said, you know, all you guys would have done the same thing. Don't be mad at him. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then yeah, finally yeah. they warmed up, whatever. And, and uh, I still have the stick, and I still have the backstage pass. God damn, man. It was great. We got to hang. We got to go to a concert. I don't know if there's any concerts coming, but I'm going with you, man. Yeah. Like, who's coming up now? I mean, so when you, what was this again? 90? 91. 91. Wow. Yeah, use your illusion tour. Man, count your blessings. Like, how you wish it was like technology now. Right. You can record all that stuff. Oh, I know. I mean, you know? I could have had selfies backstage and stuff with my phone and all kinds of stuff. But. I mean, it's an overwhelming experience when you meet a legendary rock band like that. Yeah. I mean, like uh, ACDC, they're not performing anymore, but damn it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, for me to meet those guys, I would love it. Yeah, I've met several people. I met uh, I met half a crew. I met Tommy and Nikki. Yeah. Um, oh, I actually met Vince too. So I, I met them. I met pretty much all of them uh, during the Doctor Feelgood tour. Um, I, mean, I, I met a lot of people. I met a uh, drummer for Aerosmith. I got thrown out of the hotel right after that happened too. How the hell did you get thrown out of there? You know the hotel right by the vet, or not? He's not the, the vet anymore. Yeah. You know the hotel right by um, Citizens Bank, that Holiday Inn right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were there, and we went, me and my buddies, and uh, we weren't supposed to be in there. And uh, the elevator <laughs> door open, and I was like, oh my god, it's a drummer, Joey Kramer, and he signs an autograph. And as soon as he signs it, I feel this hand on my my neck, <laughs> and the seat of my pants, and they threw us down these steps like we were the Three Stooges. We just all rolled <laughs> down these steps and. Yeah, that was really funny. You're here for me. I'll be a famous guitarist comedian, yeah. Tim Grill. But, oh, man, dude. So, yeah, like a lot of great stories, man. That's all we used to do when I was, like, you got to realize, before comedy, I was I was nothing but a musician. Yeah. I didn't think of comedy until I was in my 30s. I always yeah. was able to make people laugh, but I just never thought of getting on stage. Right, right, right. My dream was to be the dirt. That was my dream. I wanted to be the guy yeah. on stage with all the girls cheering and living on a bus and going from city to city. That was my dream. Right. Where's you know? Tim? Banging a girl. He'll be done. Yeah. yeah. You're on in five. It's going to be longer than that. <laughs> no, he's not. He'll <laughs> be done in 30 seconds. Trust me. <laughs> um, Just say I was five minutes, okay? It's like, um, yeah, I mean, for me, like, I'm the type of guy that I've met so many celebrities. But I don't take selfies with them. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just not me, you know. Maybe with the legends like Bill Murray. I took know. my first selfie with a with a, a celebrity two weeks ago in in Memphis. Who was it? Gary Clark Jr. Get the hell out of here. Walking How's he street. doing? He's doing great. He just played Saturday Night Live. He was oh. a musical guest on Saturday Night Live uh, about a month ago, and I was I was waiting for Jamie. Yeah. She was in a candy store, mm -hmm. and I was on my phone. And I look up and sure he was walking down. I was like, 
You know. Dude, why don't you post that shit? I did. I posted on Facebook. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. I'll check it out. Yeah, me and wow. Gary Clark Jr. And, and let, I'm not smooth when it comes to, uh, you know, celebrities. I let them know that I'm excited. And right, I, right, I, told, right. I said, dude, I'm a huge fan. And he was <laughs> He's cool. losing. Now, because I tell the story, I've met so many celebrities. And they're like, how come you don't take selfies? I just, that's not me. I don't, because they go through it every single time. Before you know? cell phones, the yeah. only thing I wanted to do was shake somebody's hand. Because in my mind... I knew I met him. Like yeah. I met, I met, I shook Tommy Lee's hand, Nikki Six. I never got their autograph because you can never, you know. That's proof. Yeah, it's proof. I mean, their autograph is always scribbled. Exactly, like a you prescription. Yeah. You know, it's like Nikki Six. Really? I could get Xanax. This, you know. Right. <laughs> so I just always it was good enough for me to shake somebody's hand. Yeah. I mean, um, like who was the? Okay, like I met Stallone. I tell people this story. Cool. I was on a movie set. This was a uh, Creed two. No, the first Creed. I was on Creed two. Right. And. I was the, with I was a fan, the fans, and they had the fake media in the back. So Stallone comes out first, and then um, uh, Michael B. Jordan comes out in the back because we were doing an interview. I don't know if they, it's, if they edited it, but anyway. So I was like, oh, I'm going to be Stallone. I was like, no farther than where Jamie is. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jeremy. Sorry, Jeremy. Anyway. <laughs> his mind. He's going he's gonna to cut me off. <laughs> So next thing you know, I'm, I'm saying to myself, it's like, I'm going to meet Stallone. This is it. Yeah. Uh, but we couldn't approach him or talk, or talk yeah. to him. So your director goes, okay, uh, Stallone's going to come out first, and then Michael B. Jordan, and then people, the fans, be quiet. The interviewers start asking you a question. You know, like you see, like, hey, hey, did you get the fight? So next thing you know, Stallone comes out first. I was disappointed. Mm. It was kind of like meeting that you think it's a hot girl on Tinder, but she doesn't look like the picture. I saw Stallone. I was like, the guy who's short. Yeah, he is short. Long arms. Yeah. Right? I'm going to be Rocky Rambo Cobra. And it's like, I'm seeing Danny DeVito. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, oh, my God. I was so disappointed. I was like, I don't want to meet him. I didn't get to see him on my day. Uh, really? They, yeah, he was done. He was done filming. And, and uh, it was just Michael B. Jordan. And they were pissed at me down there because, and you'll, you'll, um, you know, you'll, you'll uh, respect this. I had a rare Wednesday night gig. Right. Rare. I never, <clears throat> you know, we never have weeknight gigs. Rarely. No, yeah, yeah. But I had this really well-paying gig at the Crown Plaza. Oh, shit. It was a fundraiser or something like that. Yeah. So I went, I didn't know it was going to be all day. I didn't know. They were going to go to like 10 o'clock with the yeah. shoot. We were down there at like 11 in the morning. Mm-hmm. So by like 7 o'clock, I'm like, I got to go. And and I would I wouldn't have I would have blew it off or whatever if it wasn't such good money it was great money yeah but man they were really pissed at me man because of the continuity mm-hmm. and stuff like that and the girl's like you're leaving now and I was like yeah, I gotta go and she's like well you've been here all day what are we gonna do I'm like uh, I don't know what you're gonna do but I gotta go yeah, yeah you know yeah. so they were kind of mad at me you know yeah it, when you're like I, I stopped doing background extra work because of that are I, you in the movie can you see yourself my sister went down no there. i am i am in the movie limitless i stood next to bradley cooper and okay. I, I had a it was a scene where he's in the bar he looks at beyond and uh you see the back of my head okay but you see my fake hot date and she's like talking <laughs> my her sister was, uh my sister and her husband went down for the rock of the creed and oh they, and they sat front row ringside yeah oh and they're in the movie Oh God! Yeah, now, I was way, I was way back. You're never, yeah. you're never gonna see me. Yeah. But. Well, you saw the back of my head. Bradley Cooper was a sweetheart. Oh my God, he was so nice. And uh, my fake girl, her name was Sarah Fosha. She's a model. I'm trying to get her to interview her. She, you could see her. Mm. Like she's all smiling, flipping her hair, and all you saw was the back of my head and like t- 
two parts of my ear in this face, like this part. It's a credit. Whatever. It's like, son of a bitch. You can say limitless. Who cares? <laughs> Did you see? Yeah, but I, the thing is about background extra work, the pay is horrible. You well, know? I can't do it. I have a full-time job. So yeah, I, same I can't here. Be I got a full-time. Around, yeah. You know, down there at all hours and nope, not, not making any money. It's fun to do every once in a while. But. Yeah, yeah, but there's some that are like, they love doing it.